Hey, welcome back, everyone, to the Stadium Journey podcast. Thanks for listening. Don't forget about our website, stadiumjourney.com. We are the world leader in sports travel information with reviews of over 2,500 stadiums from all around the world. We've almost got college football on the site now, and we will be all in. We are more than just an awesome website. Connect with us on our social media channels. You can find us at Stadium Journey. And you're here with us on the Stadium Journey podcast. If you would like to find audio versions of the podcast to listen at your desk at work or in your car while you're driving to work or driving to a game, wherever, very easy to find us. Just type in HIAC Talk Radio Network wherever you find your favorite podcast. And there we are. If you would rather watch the podcast, you can find all of our old episodes on Stadium Journey's YouTube page. And if you want to be part of our live studio audience, we record live every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at danlaw.tv. Let me take a second and introduce the crew. We're all here tonight. Dave Cotney's here. Follow him online at ProFan9. Mark Viquez can be found eating Taylor ham at Ballpark Hunter. But Dan Colachico can be found eating pork roll at Dan Lloyd. I wish. <laughs> I was just trying to start the jersey thing now, you know. And I am Paul Baker. You can follow me at Puckman RI. Tonight, we are very excited to be joined by Tim Parks. He is the founder of the MLB Ballpark Passport Program here. I'm displaying the, the big book here. Tim, thanks for joining us. Great to be here. All right. So why don't you tell our listeners, I mean, I've been part of your uh, your ballpark passport crew for several years, and I've been buying your products for years. It's a fantastic product. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about it? Well, it's, it's basically just a, uh, uh, it's like a passport, how you travel to a different country. Uh, so when you travel to a ballpark, um, there's a stamp that has the uh, ballpark name, city, state, and zip code. And there's designated areas within the stadium, the ballpark, where you go to stamp your passport book. And then a part of that book is, you know, the stats and journals and the memories and things like that that you have for every ballpark you visit. Looks familiar. <laughs> yeah, just like that. So um, how did you get an idea to to uh, come up with this product? Well, yeah, in the front of the book, I write a story. Um, you know, I've been visiting ballparks for years, just like, you all have. And um, I decided one year to drive to the Arctic Circle uh, from my home here in Ohio. And when you drive to the Arctic Circle, you go in and out of customs several times, you know, when you went driving. And so I'm a big, you know, red, big, big Reds fan, grew up with the Big Red Machine. Um, I was 13 years old when they won the 75 World Series. Uh, against the uh, Red Sox. All right, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> Good year. And so I was, uh, I was nine at that for that World Series. So you were nine. Okay. Yeah. Well, my dad made me go to bed like in the uh, game seven. So I've always harbored oh. those feelings towards him. Well, next uh, year they swept the Yankees. That was a better year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, pretty quick. So I got to stay up for that. Um, but. Um, uh, for years, I, I'm, I've been business partners with uh, Bob Castellini, uh, who owns the Reds. And uh, we own a trucking company together uh, for 27 years. And um, so I was by myself, single parent. My daughter and my niece are in the back of my excursion. And so, um, you know, I didn't have any of the Bluetooth and 
all these things. They had their iPods on, I believe. And so uh, I just started thinking about back when um, I was a kid growing up and uh, the Big Red Machine, and, and the, we were in the playoff contention at that time. It was in August of uh, 2010. And so with Bob owning the team and everything, I, you know, I was more involved. And uh, I just started thinking about, you know, the Reds and the 70s and going to Riverfront Stadium. And I said, you know, I don't have anything to, you know, left to pick a stub, you know, who I went with, my dad, parents, had nothing left, no, just faded memories. And I just, you know, I, and I was crossing the border and somehow it just clicked that, well, once there's something there that can notate, you know, that you were there at the ballpark. And so I got back to the hotel at night and I started, you know, Googling and trying to find if there's, if there's, if there's anything out there. And I couldn't find anything. And so uh, after I got back uh, from the trip, um, I hired a graphic arts guy and I designed a passport book, had the stamp made, the prototype and everything. And then I called up uh, Phil Castellini, uh, who's the COO of the Reds, Bob's uh, son. And, um, you know, I've got Phil's cell number, so it was an easy phone call. And I said, hey, Phil, I got this idea I want to show you and see what you think. And he said, yeah, come on down, Tim. So I went on down to Great American Ballpark and met with Phil, and he loved the idea. And uh, I think the difference there was that I didn't, you know, just have a piece of paper and said, here's my idea. I had the actual book made, the stamp made, the ink pad, the whole thing. And uh, he said, uh, can I take all this stuff with me to the winter meetings in Orlando at the show MLB? And I said, sure, take it. And he goes, I'll get back to you in a couple of weeks. And sure enough, after a couple of weeks, he gives me a call and says, uh, hey, MLB loves your idea. They want you to come on down and have a conference call here at the ballpark. And so I said, OK, cool. So I went on down and there were seven or eight VPs on the phone and all these people and but hey, we love the idea, and we're going to give you the license. And that's kind of how it all started. That's amazing. And how serendipitous now, because you're talking about not having that physical memento. Back in the day, a lot of people would use ticket stubs for that purpose. Yes. Nowadays, paper ticket stubs are almost extinct. So th this is a, this is a great way to, to commemorate things now. Yeah. yeah. It, it puts you, you – you, the only place you can get that stamp is inside the ballpark. So um, – uh, that's what made it just like, a, you know, going to France or wherever else to get that stamp. You've got to be in their country. So to get this stamp, you've got to be in the ballpark. Yeah. And I would say programs. When I was a kid, I always collected a program and every team had a program. Some were better than others. Now I'm noticing some teams just have these little cheap programs or none at all. Or you have to scan it and it's all digital. Scan it. Yeah. So, yeah, there, there's another necessity for the, the, the stamps. Yeah, they've kind of, you know, the, the, what what MLB really liked and what I liked about this whole thing was that this was, it's all old school. There's nothing high tech about this book. If it was, I, I probably couldn't do it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, you have to stamp your book. You have to use an ink pen, pen or something to write in the book. You have to keep the stats. Uh, you know, you've got some stickers. I mean, it's all, it's all manual. There's nothing digital about it at all. And, and that was part of the concept was that when, when, when you move on, when you want to hand something down to your kids or to your grandkids, you know, they don't want a hand typed letter, 
you know, off your phone or off a computer, you know, having something in someone's handwriting makes it personal and uh, it makes it something that uh, you can cherish, you know, that, 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 like an heirloom. So, you know, in your own words about who you saw, the players and things. And so um, that's how it was all designed. And, and it's kind of taken off from the first book because uh, you now have uh, several different styles of books, depending on how a person wants to personalize their own journey, baseball or their baseball travels or what have you. Yeah, it's it's certainly evolved, you know, so it's uh, meeting the the I guess the, the needs and or the the demands of of the fans, you know, what they want. And so and doing that without making competing products against each other. So we have the one big book for visiting all 30 ballparks. It's specifically for that, that one right there. And then we have the game day journal, which I personally love because I have better games in it than I have in my brown book. And then if you just like to collect stamps that shows you were there, we had the validation passport right there. And Jeez, then, I'm a pretty good customer, huh? You are. <laughs> and then we have a spring training book and a minor league book. So I got to say, too, I like the, the little book here because you can just stamp away and you fit a whole bunch of stamps. I, I love looking back and seeing what, you know, I can just chronicle my road trips that I've taken. So. Yeah, we can look at that and you can see the dates and, and, and you know, it automatically just takes you back to that game. So, Tim, once you got uh, like Major League Baseball on board, how difficult was it to. It, 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 it almost seems like backwards, like usually you would go from the bottom and then kind of go up to the top. But you kind of went right. from the top and, and yeah. went back back <laughs> down. How hard was it to get everybody on board, like in the minor leagues and everywhere well when 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 they send you after they told me all the stuff they wanted to do it and everything it literally had about three weeks um to try and get the red season passport but that was one book we had that year was just a red season passport to try and get that thing done but when they sent all the information of all the forms they had to sign the license agreements and things they had a they had a you know uh, i guess a cover sheet and it says the odds of you getting an MLB license are, you know, if you've got, you know, you got to have at least three years experience in baseball. I had none. It had all these things and I struck out on every single thing. <laughs> I didn't have experience with any of it. You know, I ran a trucking company, not a, not a sports company, not, you know, I didn't, you know, it was a new product. And so um, they just really liked the idea. And, um, uh, you know, we don't, we don't advertise and, and we've never advertised, uh, ever since we've started. And so we have our Facebook group where I do some things there, you know, but, um, uh, everything's been word of mouth and, uh, it's been really quite extraordinary, you know, the way it's taken off. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a one in a million, you know, so, and here we are. You know, this is year number uh, 13, uh, 12 for, for, for having a book. So, Yeah, I know you started off just doing the, like you said, you started doing Cincinnati, then you just did the majors, went all the way to, to do minors. And I've got to imagine, like Dave was saying, that how, what a mythical nightmare that was trying to get all this material. And actually, I know because I was 
I think I was the first year you did the minor leagues is when I learned about this program and started stamping from different parks. And and your uh, le- level of cooperation, shall we say, from the different teams were you had different levels all over the country. <laughs> I mean, it was like I said, it was, it was a brand new. They couldn't understand, like, well, why do we have to have a stamp if we're not selling the book? I'm like, well, you've got to have a stamp because it's part of my license agreement. You know, I, you know so uh, and now, like I said, we're, we're so many years into it. They now see the benefits of having the stamp in the team store, the foot traffic. Maybe they'll buy something else. Um, it's now growing where the teams are getting so many requests that they then wanted it in their guest relations offices as well. You know, and then there the teams give out all, all the information about their ballpark, about their team, about their specials, things like this. So it's been a win-win for for everybody. It really has. Yeah. I so, remember that first season going to a ball game and uh nobody <laughs> could find and more than one park, nobody could find a stamp. Who's got the stamp? Wait, it's over here. Like, well, let's run somebody up to the front office. I think I saw it in an envelope up there. And there were more than one time where I say you were fantastic trying to get this off the ground. There were many times where I called you from a ballpark. I remember yes. calling you from South Bend, Indiana. And they don't have, they don't have, they don't have a stamp. But yeah. yes, they do. I want to talk to so-and-so. They went up to talk to so-and-so. Someone <laughs> the stamp, and there it is. And I got it in my book. But. So how many times is, did you run into that where, uh, maybe this is a question better, more for Paul or where, like where you ran into that, like, I, hey, can you stamp this? And then you got like, what the hell are you talking about? More than I want to want to discuss. <laughs> well, I know Tim. I know if you were answering my phone calls, there were probably a couple hundred people out there doing the same thing from time to time. So, yeah, I mean, you got to imagine that there. there then there was a hundred and sixty minor league right. teams. There were more teams, yeah. Yeah, which means you're looking at three hundred and twenty stamps. You know. So uh, one to the teams, the one I kept for myself in case that stamp did get lost, <laughs> you know, so I could overnight it or something to get it to the ballpark. And of course the minors, you know, there's such turnover in staffing and, and especially in the store. So it was somebody new every year, you know, and it's just gotten a thousand times, you know, a thousand percent better. I'll still have an occasional, you know, where, an intern is thrown into the store and they have no idea, you know, but for the most part, uh, fans now know that, Hey, it's, it's there. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah. What a difference. What a difference from year one. No doubt. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But night and day, night and day. So let's, let's sort of walk through a, a case, maybe a, a future case study. So in, I don't know, let's say, let's say four years, there's going to be a new ballpark in Las Vegas mm-hmm. and the, I'm assuming it's going to be the Las Vegas athletics will be moving there. So uh, take us through the process. Cause you're going to have to produce a, a whole new book, right? What would that process look like from kind of beginning to, okay, here we are first day in Vegas. We're ready to go. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's actually coming into play right now. So um, I printed up uh, 10,000 books, my last print run. And of course, the book is a binder, as Paul knows, for that specific reason. So when a new stadium comes online, uh, you buy, for people who, who already have the book, you buy an insert 
of that new ballpark and slide it to the back of your book. So you may have, uh, Paul probably has what, at least 30, but thir 32 ballparks in your book. Oh, uh, I'm looking now to see what new pages I have. I know I stamped. All right. Yeah. I've got the new Atlanta. Atlanta. I don't know if people can even see what I'm showing. Cause usually what, the way Dan has it set up is that, uh, Whoever's talking gets the screen, but anyway, and I have the new Texas ballpark in my book. Yeah, so I yeah. think so those you, are the only new ones since I got the book. Right, so you've got thirty-two in there, so you'll yes. you'll add a add a third. But as far as the uh, the new books, you know, I have to try and balance what I produce with the season. So right now, I'm trying to figure out how our sales going to be in through 2024. I can't have, you know, 10,000 books of Oakland A's, you know, in my book with Las Vegas starting, you know, shortly thereafter. So uh, I'm trying now. So I just, I just, I have to reprint because I sold way more than what I thought I would already this year. And the problem that is, huh? Yeah, I've turned down, I think, four teams in the last three or four days where they wanted to reorder the books. And I just said, I don't have any, I don't have any to send you. So uh, good, good problems to have. But uh, so, yeah, so I'll, I'll, uh, you know, it, I have to wait until the team uh, finalizes their ballpark plans. Uh, kind of like what Texas, you know, I've, I've, I've gone through it twice now, so I know what it's going to be like. So um, gather that information, get the stadium seating chart, you know, all the information about the ballpark, um, you know, the lines, you know, left field, uh, you know, all those things. Um, get that together. And then once I get all that information, it's it's pretty simple, you know. So uh, MLB has to sign off on it and approve it. Um, and then you're good to go. And then we'll produce the books probably about a month before the season starts, most likely in that case. And uh, how loudly do you curse when there is a naming rights change? <laughs> well, great question, because there was a number of cursing uh, uh, situations that I had here with AT&T Park in San Francisco, U.S. Cellular in, in Chicago, uh, Marlins Park to, to Lone Depot Park. Seattle. Uh, Seattle from Safeco to T-Mobile. Milwaukee. You know, <laughs> so what I did this time, the, actually the last several print runs, was that I changed, instead of saying, you know, like in Paul's book, it has the ballpark name, right? Where am I looking? <laughs> the sponsor, like, like on the insert, the, uh, the Sun Trust. You oh, know, the new one. <laughs> yeah. The truest park. Like yes. Yes. Years uh, yeah, two years after it was built. Um, so what I've done now is that I have just the, I took out the sponsor name out of the book and I have just the team name. So now it's just, you know, the teams. All oh, you're, you're, you're right, because here's Texas, the next one that came in. Texas Rangers. Yep. Yeah, and here too, it just says Texas Rangers. Doesn't say Global Life Field. And uh -huh. so... Then once I thought I was safe by doing that, they turned around and went from Indians to the Guardians. 
regardless of that, you still need to get a new physical state location that has the new ballpark name on it, correct? Yes, yes, yeah. So, so whatever the whatever the name of the ballpark is, it's much easier to get a new stamp than it is to, you know, reprint ten thousand. Yeah. And how many ballparks change over every year? Probably like good five to ten. As far as the sponsor names, yeah, they're not like it seems like it, but it's not that that bad. They they usually sign long term agreements. Um. So, uh, you know, it's it's just one or two. It's not, not bad. So bad. And uh, so it, this is more than just the products. I mean, you have, like you said, you have all the different kinds of books. Um, there's also a community that, that you have built or that has built itself around the uh, this, the uh, joy of stamping. The, the stamp, I'm talking about the Stampeders group on Facebook that's really just taken off and it's been a great resource for fans who like to travel around yeah well it's kind of like mirrored after your podcast you know you guys stick to the what you're good at right and you discuss those topics and you know the 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 biggest issue that that most folks have with facebook is that it becomes political it becomes a place to vent it becomes all that that you're trying to get away from especially if you're going to the ballpark and so, uh, you know, the biggest challenge has been to keep it, you know, in focus, what it's about, its purpose. It's about stamping. It's about ballparks. It's not about, you know, how the Reds did or, or how the Dodgers did or how or how bad the Red Sox did. You know, um, uh, you know, it's about stamping in your experience. And uh, people come there because, you know, it's a respite. It's, you know, it's a. It's it's a it's a it's a way for them to to get away from you know the, the, just the everyday grind of life you know and uh, it's been a real joy a lot of great people in there just like yourself just a lot of great people did you hear that he said we're good at something <laughs> <laughs> well we haven't fooled so far and, and yeah yeah Tim you're absolutely right because that's that's a great way to get it great spot to get away from the uh yeah from the political political rants that you see on social media and also like you know, i'm in a lot of other ballpark groups where people who like to travel and it often turns into well i've been to 350 ballparks well i've been to 175 and the stampeders group just they, they try to stay away from that kind of stuff so it's really a nice place to be part of a community well but you, you i'll go ahead i'm sorry well, no, I was going to say that, that, you know, it, it, the group, you know, I, I, I wasn't starting the group. It actually, you know, ballpark, I was a member of ballpark chasers back, you know, years ago, early on. And it was, you know, just something I didn't want to be a part of. And that really is what caused me to start the Facebook group was to get away from all that rhetoric that, that you see probably daily. I'm not saying there's, there's, there's good people over there too. And a lot of the members, you know, they belong to both groups, yes. you know, but the, the, the tone is much different, you know, and that's fine. And, 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 and there are places for that, you know, for that sort of thing. It's just not in my group. You know, I want to be fun. I want to be, you know, a family like, uh, I want, you know, if kids or teenagers uh, look and see their stamp posted and, you know, get excited about, 
you know, baseball and being involved and, and, you know, that's what I want, you know, is, is that sort of uh, atmosphere. And out of that group, you've also hosted some events through the ball, the passport program. Yes. Quite a few. <laughs> you do an annual one in Cincinnati every year, correct? Yes, every year. We call it the GA, the GABP Stampede. Not to be confused with the Calgary Stampede. Not to be confused with the Calgary Stampede. Exactly right. One of my yeah. coworkers going to the Calgary Stampede, by the way, just a little and a little aside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's an event every year that you do in uh, Cincinnati. I know I had the pleasure to attend one you did in Cooperstown one year. And yes. I've talked about that on this podcast. It was an absolute blast. Yes, it was. Yeah, I was hoping to, to do Field of Dreams again this year, but they have a lot of construction and things going on uh, out there right now. So we, we couldn't do that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just great. Uh, uh, you know, I make it to where, you know, you have to have a big book, the leather book, um, you know, to attend. Um, and we have the insert and things, special made, special stamps guest speakers last year i think the same people we had uh, george foster uh you know who terrorized the uh red sox and the yankees for a couple of years there and so uh um it was great george so uh, it's just great getting everybody together you know you put names with 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 faces and and so it, it's been a lot of fun have you ever had any thought i know you and i think we've talked about this but you know since you're on the podcast i'm going to ask you the questions anyway have you ever had any thought to expanding this to other sports actually i've had i know the first couple of years the nfl approached me through the bingles and i actually had a bingles prototype made uh for them and uh the nfl of course now that you're talking about their early years and they wanted a hundred grand just to start. And so I, I kindly passed on that. Uh, not because of the really much as the, the, the money, it was the, you know, I never heard about a lot, a lot of people that did that, you know, baseball, summertime, you're wearing shorts, you're having a beer, you're, you know, you're, it's more relaxed. I don't see a lot of people in the cold weather cities carrying a book around in a parka you know, trying to fill it out during the, the game. So um, I've had discussions with the NBA uh, in New York City at a Mets game. Uh, the problem we ran into there was that the 32 uh, arenas are, most of them are owned independently and they're not a part of the NBA licensing uh, agreement. So I would have had to have gotten permission from each individual oh, yeah. arena. And yeah. I would have had to have possibly paid royalties to each one of those arenas on top of that. And so financially, it just didn't make you know any sense. Um, so um, we've talked to NASCAR and we've talked to uh, uh, the hockey people. So um, hockey people. <laughs> the hockey folks i can see this being huge in nascar holy cow yeah <laughs> well i mean i i could add something about 
Uh, baseball, the one thing that I love about this sport is that when you go to a game, you know, you are folk. There are people to keep it scoring, focusing, and eating peanuts. Uh, but there's a lot of people just socialize. And I think if you go to a football game, you're in your seat hoping your team scores a touchdown or, or stops a drive. So I think the whole aspect of, of keeping this book of stamps uh, really, you know, coincides with baseball quite well. They just blend together. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah, that's, that's the beauty of it. Yeah. That's the criminal of the crim is the baseball. That's, you know, that's the main, the main uh, sport for this type of product, you know, yeah. not to say, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I, I'd like to do uh, uh well, I, I'll, I'll tell you here on, on your show, I'm in the final stages of, of um, a new book, a new product that I'm creating, which is called the uh, baseball attractions passport. So it's a lot of the side places that you, that, you, that you would go to when you're visiting a ballpark. So I know like in, in Kansas City, we have the Negro League Museum. Uh, the Negro League Hall of Fame is in my book. But, you know, there's the Jackie Robinson Museum. There's the Ty Cobb Museum, Roberto Clemente Museum. Uh, there's about 30 of them, different ballpark attractions I've identified um, that would be a separate book without licensing fees uh, that fans can buy to go with their ballpark passport book. So That's pretty cool. Yeah. The Canadian baseball hall of fame. Uh, there's, there's, there's just a bunch of them. So pretty excited pretty about cool. Geez. That means I have to circle back and go to all these places. I've already been Tim. <laughs> uh, oh, Tim, well, I got I gotta, a comment. I got to say, Paul, you just hit the nail right on the head. Like as someone who is, who, is that done 27 i'm like well yeah this sounds great but dang i'm gonna have to go do it all over again if i start (laughs) (laughs) you know what dave it's funny because in a couple of weeks pam and i are going to be heading up to toronto we haven't been to the to a blue jays game in 15 years so so the first thing i did is find my dig out my my big book like yes i can get another stamp in the big book so it's amazing i mean the (laughs) The thing that really, because, you know, when, when, when I wasn't sure if I was going to sell book one, you know, I had no idea what, what was going to happen because it, it had never been done before, you know. And, and so I'm like, TMLB, I'm like, do you know how many people do this? You know, they said, well, Tim, we don't know for sure, but we know a bunch. <laughs> that was their answer to me, you know, was a bunch. They didn't know the, the numbers. And so uh, um, the first, uh, when I released the, the leather book in 2012 at the All-Star uh, Fan Fest in Kansas City, you know, we, took, we brought, I think, 125 books. And, um, you know, I was kind of chuckling. I'm like, well, what, what if we don't sell anything? <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> we sold out, I think, in the first two days. And then we were taking orders for the next three days. And we told them and said, look, we're not going to have any more books produced for about four more months. And they said, that's fine. Just mail it to me when you get there, you know, when you, when you get it. So uh, I knew right then that it could be something special, you know, that, that is something that, that fans wanted. So, um, and now it's just, I mean, it's just, it's, I've been blessed. That's, that's all it, it's, you know, and it's been fans like yourself. It's in the people in the group, you know, uh, the word of mouth, enjoying it, you know, 
I've had law lawyers in divorce cases arguing over the book. That was the main item was the book. <laughs> I've heard so many different stories about different things that, that, you know, one guy told me here about two months ago that it saved his marriage. And I'm just sitting there thinking, I'm not sure how that saved your marriage, but I'm glad you saved it, you know? But, um, you know, it's all about the love of baseball. You know, we can all, we all connect to it at, 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 as sports fans uh, with our parents, with, with our siblings, with our kids, grandkids, you know, I'm not so sure the other sports do that. I know they do, you know, especially in Green Bay, you know, for example, it's all about the Packers. But, uh, um, yeah, it's been quite the, quite the journey. Oh, I guess we've run out of questions for a second. I did get a comment, Tim, and this is kind of a humorous one, from uh, one of the – Gregory, who's in our studio audience right now. Yes, is Tim Parks your real name or a nickname? Because that's an awesome name for a ballpark guy. If it's your real name, <laughs> that's my real name. I, I you know, I, I so that's how we came up with the name Chasen Parks. You know, for the bobbleheads. Oh, that's right. You had bobbleheads made of yourself that are available for sale. There's a whole bunch, a whole line of products on the uh, on your well, website. If my last name wasn't Parks, there wouldn't be any bobblehead of me. You know, but. Um, yeah, my last name is Parks. How 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 fitting. I guess I guess it was meant to be. So um, so I guess so. Since we're uh, we are the Stadium Journey podcast, what we like to have all our guests do is talk a little bit about some of their favorite places to check out, some of their favorite parks, their favorite experiences, some great memories, and you know that all ties in. Like you said, it all ties in with the passport program. You guys, uh, you guys do an amazing job. You really do. So you, I know, uh, I know. Uh, you hear that? Hey. He said we're amazing too. Yeah, That's I two know, compliments. Two. We're good we for have, the year. We gotta have Tim on the show more Great. often, right? That will do for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you're a, a season ticket holder at Great American Ballpark, so that's gotta be up near your favorites. Are there any other ballparks that that really just kind of do it for you that, that are you know right up there for you? Well, I tell you, you know, I I, I you know, as as you as you guys do, you hear a lot of things about a lot of different ballparks. Uh, I approach it totally different. You know, I enjoy every single ballpark. Each one is unique. Each one is quirky. You know, each one has its, you know, its good points and bad points. If you focus on the bad points, that's what you'll get out of it. Uh, you know, I, I went to Fenway Park was the second ballpark I ever went to outside of Riverfront Stadium. Uh, I went to college uh, up in the Boston area. And uh, I got to see Carl Ustremski play, Jim Rice, you know, Fred Lynn, Ricky Henderson in his, I think it was his third season, uh, seeing the A's play. And uh, being from a National League town, I never got to see the American League, you know. And so uh, uh, I, I, Fenway was just awesome. You know, it, it was, it was, I'd watch the 75 World Series, you know, to be there. I just loved it. Um, if you're not caught up in, in the nostalgia of, say, Timway or Wrigley, um, you know, if I had to pick a ballpark, it would probably have to be San Francisco. It was probably my, 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 my favorite, you know. Uh, a lot of people will say PNC, you know, Park in Pittsburgh. You hear that a lot. But the thing about PNC Park is that people like the view. And to me, yeah, the view 
is part of the entire experience, but it's not the ballpark, you know? And so, um, San Francisco, the ballpark itself, it, it just has so much, you know, I mean, the food is off the chart, you know, you've got so much going on. You've got the, you know, the slide, the, the big glove out there, the Coca-Cola, you know, the slide that so much going on and, and, um, uh, yeah, but San Francisco was just was just awesome. Have you been to all thirty major league parks, Tim? <laughs> I've been to all thirty, and I've watched the Reds play in all thirty. I watched the Reds play in actually more than thirty, but but yeah, uh, I, I watched. Uh, I have to get back. I have to get to Texas to the new ballpark to watch the Reds. They didn't play them this year, uh, but uh, Seattle in nineteen was my thirtieth current ballpark watching the Reds play. Wow, that's fantastic. That's a, that's like uh next that's like uh what do they call it video games, Dan? Side quest. <laughs> well, I mean I, I've seen my team the best play in Philadelphia one too many times. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Just don't I'm, wear a Mets hat. You but no, I usually I live in Cincinnati for a little while and, and I'm only a hundred miles away up in Indianapolis. Okay. So a lot of times I'll check out the Mets and uh you can wear your Mets hat, nobody bothers you, uh, you know. So it's it's it, the the Cincinnati people are quite friendly compared to those Philadelphia fans. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think he's just trolling right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody cares about the Mets. <laughs> well, MLB's timing of the new schedule couldn't have been any better for for me because they just made the whole chasing ballparks thing so much easier. Uh, it took me, I believe seven years to watch the Reds play in all the ballparks. And I think now I can probably do it in two. So yeah. a lot of people, they would just go visit the ballpark with, with no skin in the game, you know, no favorite team just because they were visiting the ballpark. Now a lot of fans can go see their favorite team play, which, you know, it, it, it brings it to a different level, I think. So even the Mets, I'm not sure who'd want to see them play in every ballpark. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so uh, all right, so Tim, so you you you're going to give us some inside information now on, on your home ballpark, the Great American Ballpark. So if, if we're coming in to Cincinnati, what are the things that we must see at the ballpark or must do in in the city? Well, you you you, you must see me, and, and I'll I'll get you tickets. And oh, you told me that last year. Oh man, you know what happened to me, Tim? <laughs> I've been to I've been to a Reds game once, and what happened is we got our tickets before the game. They sat us right in the middle of seats that they had already sold to another group. Oh. So we, we got there early, you know, did our couple laps around the park, went up, sat in our seats. And then all of a sudden, the area around us is filling up and filling up. And finally, <laughs> somebody came and says, you're in our ticket. You're in our seats. We're like, no, we're not. These are our seats. See? And we're looking. I'm sure it wasn't packed. They they No, we just we told the usher, hey, look, <laughs> they, they double sold these seats. And he says, I just go sit over there. <laughs> All right. So anyway, after we get tickets from you, Tim, what are we doing? <laughs> well, I would say, you know, I'm not sure. I think, you know, Cincinnati has so many things to do. Of course, I'm I'm about 35 miles north of Cincinnati. So, you know, I if I go there, it's for a reason. So I'm going to the ballpark. Um, you know, I like the I, I like the casinos. Uh, you know, so we have uh, uh, the Hard Rock Casino not far from the ballpark. 
Um, I would tie. Trip, right? I would tie it in uh, my trip. I would tie in with a with a Bengals game, so you can get that on certain weekends and things throughout. You know, in the September, uh, never October for us, but hopefully this year maybe October. But uh, um, you know, I would try to do it that way. Uh, I remember the uh, last home game at Riverfront Stadium. Uh, I believe it was in 2002. And yes, 2002. So, so I watched the Ohio State Buckeyes play uh, University of Cincinnati in Paul Brown Stadium. And that's when uh, UC had four straight plays uh, into the end zone to beat the Buckeyes, and they didn't do it. So when that game was over, we then walked across the street to Riverfront Stadium for the second to the last ball game there. Uh, just within an hour of each other. So, um, and we have the zoo, we have the aquarium, you know, we have just, you know, a lot of nice bars. The Cincinnati Museum is, uh, the old train station is beautiful. Yes, the Union Union Center, yeah, Union Terminal. Jungle Gyms, are you a fan? In Fairfield, yeah, a little bit north. Oh, yeah, go to best supermarket in the country, no competition. Yes, by far. <laughs> and, and are you a Skyline or Gold Star kind of guy? I actually got that question today from a Stampeder on a message. And, it comes and he, to the territory. <laughs> it's, it pictures a Skyline, right? And I said, well, I said, I'm a Gold Star guy. <laughs> nice. Not a lot of people say Gold Star. I always go for Gold Star since it's, uh, you know, it doesn't get the love like Skyline does. Yeah, it doesn't, but, but I- I, I I like it better. That's my preference. So, yeah. Okay. Um, and and that's Cincinnati style chili for all your folks thinking, what the heck is Mark talking about? It's food, obviously. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to try it. It's not for everyone, you know. Yeah. But and a lot of people come in. They're, they're they're. I think it's kind of like the Dodger dog. You know, they have one. They're like, I don't get it. <laughs> I feel the same way about Fenway Franks. It's like what? Yeah. No. Yeah, they had, yeah, Dodger dogs. They say that's so, like a, a different type of dog. I don't. Yeah, do they sell they Skyline can... chili at the ballpark? Yeah, yeah, the Coney's. They do. Yeah, the Coney's. Oh, so it's not the spaghetti with all the stuff on top of it, is it? No, it's it, the cone. Like, I can't it, imagine sitting in my seat at a ballgame. That's the only problem I have with Skyline Coney's or, or you know Coney's in general. Is they're too small. Make them big. Make them big. <laughs> Make them big. Yeah, they're more all bread and cheese, right? There's, there's yeah. no. There's I mean, no they're, they're, it's such a weird experience to have. I mean, when I went to the Miami hockey game with Dave and his son, they were dropping Skyline gift cards in parachutes. You know, it's it's everywhere you go in that that region. And then when you step out, it kind of you know it's not that popular. So, yeah, anyway. I mean, I I get asked all the time, you know, and I I stay as far away from it as I possibly can. People yeah. say, you know, what food should I eat at the ballpark? What's the must and I'm like, I'm not telling you. Go to the ballpark. You know, if you have one meal to eat, I don't want to screw it up because you know. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot. Yeah. He told me this was going to be awesome, and I, it was yeah. awful. <laughs> well, it's going to be overpriced. Let's be honest. Yeah, there's a lot of one thing about Great American. Uh, the local Cincinnati food scene is definitely on on par there. Uh, beer as well, food, uh, whether it's Frisch's Big Boy, Mets. Uh, graders, uh, I don't know if they have Geta on there. I think I saw that one time on Fry's. 
it's it's all there. All these Cincinnati little delicacies. Yeah. Tons of options, you know. Yeah. But if somebody has sit there on a limited budget, or it's their one meal, and like Paul just said, you know, they spend fifty bucks on something, and well, you said this was the best, you know, poutine ever. It was horrible, and you know, I have you know, I, I ate it, and I'm full, and I got sick, and I don't want to be, I don't, I don't want to cause that. Going <laughs> to Cincinnati to eat poutine. <laughs> yeah it's it's uh yeah it's amazing what you tell people get like somebody asked me what i should get at city field in new york last year i said i have no idea i haven't been there in 10 years so <laughs> i would get something before the game get a slice of pizza somewhere get some that, that's my stat answer when someone asked me where, where what do i get at the ballpark i say you, you eat before you go in yeah eat before you go in <laughs> like at the sky dome in toronto they they still got the hot dog carts out there Oh the yeah, big hot, there's. I love those things. That that's something I would tell somebody to get. They're they're inexpensive, exp- but they're still there. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Hopefully, everything is on the up and up. But uh, they used to be very cheap. It used to be a very cheap meal. I don't know what that used is to like. Be, yeah, used to be oh, able to get to. a a nice uh, Oktoberfest sausage for two bucks. But yeah, big oh. big of Fenway used to be able to do that. The sausage. Those Fenway. days oh, are gone. Man, we're shorter age. All right, you guys making me hungry. Nineteen ninety three. So. <laughs> Like I have to tell my father-in-law, it's not 1975 anymore. Yeah, well, that's that's going to be me. It's not, yeah, it'll be like that 50, 20 years from now. Toronto was the one ballpark that I actually passed on ballpark food because I had reservations up in the CN Tower restaurant. Oh, nice. Yeah, After the- that's <laughs> nice. That's that's a uh, that's a good spot. Yeah, very good. And it's more economical than you think because. If you get reservations up at the top, you don't have to pay admission to go up. Yeah, and that's like thirty bucks or something crazy. Really? That's that's an insider's tip right there. There you go. If I only knew somebody who was going to Toronto next week, maybe they could take advantage. I'm going on Canada Day, man. I'm not getting up that tower. Well, I I would go, but my wife's passport has expired, so I mean, I could go. All right, yeah. I guess uh, before we wrap everything up, let's give you a chance to uh, advertise your website and, and your stuff here so, you know, people can know where to go if they've been listening to the podcast and now that they want to check out all the great products of the Passport program. Well, thank you. It's uh, MLBBallparkPassport.com. All right, Pretty- they've got all, all the books, all the merchandise, everything you could possibly want and more. It's licensed by MLB. Um, everything is legit. You know, went through that whole thing. Uh, it's just been a lot of fun. It's a, you know, it's just a great program. And it's, it's, it's more than just a business, you know. It's, a, as you guys know, it, it's a love of the game. Passion, love I get sport, it. Passion. And that I was raised with. And hopefully this younger generation, you know, they got a lot of things to grab their attention. And uh, hopefully uh, this can play a small part in getting them back in the ballpark, doing things with their with their parents, with their brothers and sisters, you know, that they can enjoy for years to come. So, yeah. And thank you guys so much. I've enjoyed this. I appreciate it. Oh, we've been trying to get you on for years, Tim. Well, I've been trying to get you on for years. So glad, <laughs> glad, we, glad we are finally able to make it work. Oh yeah, well I had it was. I mean, I, I literally when you said I said yeah I can make it work I can do it. So uh, if I can I do. If I can't I you know 
All right. So, and if uh, people want to check out the uh, Stampeders Facebook group, do you have to be a Stampeder and have the products to be a part of that group? I'm no, like, you I don't. I know it helps. It certainly yeah. helps. <laughs> I know you don't, but uh, you don't have to be. But, but come and see what it's all about. You know, see others, you know, the joy they get and, and what they do. And uh, if it's something that you like, I mean, it's not for everybody, but if it's something you like, get a book, stamp in on the fun. All right. So uh, that's all the time we have for tonight. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And, Tim, thanks again for joining us. Um, Let's wrap everything up. Dan, where can our listeners follow you online? And you got anything planned between now and when we get together again in a couple of weeks? No, no, I'm working a lot. Uh, I'm uh, working uh. a lot. Good for you. All right. And uh, Mark, Mark, where can our listeners follow you? You got anything planned for the next fortnight? Yeah, uh, Ballpark Hunter on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram. I am going to check out the Savannah Bananas on uh, the 29th when uh, they are here at Victory Field in Indianapolis. Uh, should be very exciting. They have uh, sold out everywhere they've gone so far, near nearly sold out. So uh, looking forward to it. They've been good for us since the beginning, and, and uh, that continues. So, yeah, bananas. And then I'm heading out to the homeland of New Jersey in July. Uh, so maybe we'll let you know in a few few weeks, a few more episodes, how those trips were. All right. And Dave, where can our listeners find you online? And uh, you got any plans for the next couple of weeks? Well, you could follow my travels on Twitter and Instagram at ProFan9. And I was so moved by by today's podcast. I have just decided that I'm going to go to Cincinnati next week and see the Reds. <laughs> so, yeah, the 30th and the 1st, uh, it's, a, it's Taylor Swift weekend in Cincinnati. So oh, we Lord. are absolutely lunatics and we're going to go. Um, my wife and daughter are going to see Taylor Swift and my son and I are going to see the Reds. So we're going to choice. take in two games, uh, even though it's still going to be complete lunacy down there. Like just people. Where's, on where's people Taylor on playing at the football stadium? Yeah. Yeah. So they, uh, they actually, the Reds actually moved the, it was kind of perfect before the, the concerts would start, starts at like six or something. The Reds were going to go at seven. You know, the Reds are done at like 9, 30, 10. The concert will be done at 11. We can walk back to my prepaid parking spot, thankfully, because I heard their parking spots are going for like 200 bucks elsewhere. But no, the Reds moved the, the game up to 5 o'clock. So, uh, yeah, we got to figure out something to do with about three and a half hours. Go have some of that chili, game. right? Newport Aquarium is fun right across the river. You can take At 8 o'clock? Oh, at eight o'clock when you're done, <laughs> fish will be sleeping. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll we'll hit like Taste of Belgium or something like that. So, uh, yeah, so, yeah. Well, and then when we come back, going to see uh, the second game of the year for the Grey Cup champion, Toronto Argonauts. Woo-hoo. Is that uh, giveaway and... as impressive as it looked when you put the pictures up? That's pretty Sorry? cool giveaway. That's a pretty cool giveaway. Yeah, it is. Well. You know, it it could go with my uh, Cincinnati Reds World Series ring from 1976. There you go. Which was a cool giveaway that I got in the museum the one time. So, I don't know. Doesn't <laughs> lights a little bit too much. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, you can follow all that stuff in my championship rings at Twitter and Instagram on prof at profan nine. But only one of us actually has a real championship ring. 
Well, oh. we think anyway. <laughs> no, it's real. <laughs> oh, let's see. For me, um, I'm actually we're not doing able to do a big baseball summer, but we do have a mini one planned before we get together again. So uh, we're headed. Wife and I were going to, uh, after running multiple different scenarios through the old computer. We settled on a trip that's going to take us through Buffalo and then to Toronto, where we're going to visit the Hockey Hall of Fame, which I've never been to. So I'm very excited about that. Really? And it's on my okay. birthday. So, bonus. After the Hockey Hall of Fame, we're going to hit the Blue Jays. We've been to Rogers Center in 15 years. So that's another exciting thing. They're in there playing the Red Sox. So, double bonus. And then we actually, the schedule actually works out where after the Reds game, after the Reds game, the Red Sox game, we can go check out Toronto FC. So it'll be a triple header day on my birthday, on Canada Day. So that'll be a great one. And then from Toronto, we're going to go see the Ottawa Titans. And then we're going to go see the Trois-Rivières Eagles. Nice. And then head home. So a little little quick hitter trip for, uh, for my birthday. And then you can follow my travels on Twitter and Instagram at RI. And remember, folks, you can find all of our stadium reviews, items, and other feature stories on our website, stadiumjourney.com. Connect with us on our social media channels, at Stadium Journey. You can find audio versions of the Stadium Journey podcast by searching HIAC Talk Radio Network, wherever you look for your favorite podcasts. And you can find video simulcasts on our YouTube page. Join us for live streams every other Tuesday night at 7 Eastern at danlaw.tv. And we'll be back. Maybe we'll be back in two weeks. Well, some of us will. It'll be July 4th, so it's up in the air right oh, now. That's a holiday uh, here, right? Yes. we are, Yeah, it's a, something going on on July 4th. So uh, I'm sure one of our shows <laughs> in July, we've got rescheduled. We'll probably put the stadium back in Stadium Journey at that time. We haven't recapped our trips in a while. So as always, guys, uh, thanks, everyone, for your support. Thanks to Tim Parks for joining us. For Dan, Mark, and Dave, this is Paul wishing you all safe stadium journeys and close games. And we hope to see you all on the road again real soon. Be safe out there.